Danny DeKaiser got waived. Is this finally the end of the line? And also, is it time for Phillips Did he need to have a change of scenery? Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Just a couple average Joes with you here today. Another beautiful, well, actually, I, can't, I don't know if it's a beautiful day outside. It's probably really cold out. Uh, I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Scotty, we... We're going to dedicate two whole segments to our uh, Philip Zadina, whether or not he needs to change the scenery things. But then the Red Wings came out today. The eyes what are playing. What did they do? The eyes are playing is in full motion. So yesterday they picked up Oliu Levy from the Florida Panthers. Nailed finished. that, by the way. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Six foot two defenseman from Finland. Well, from Florida, but he's Finnish. And they put Joe Valena down in the minors. And we were thinking all these different uh, reasonings, mainly like Joe Blaine would come back up after the trade deadline. Then they put Carter Rowney back in the IR called Joe Valeno Peck up again and then waved Danny to Kaiser. And that is where we really have to lead things off here. One, my first thing I want to say, I feel so bad for Carter Rowney. He just came off injury, scored two know, goals, man. got injured immediately. It's tough. And he was playing play. well. He was. We talked about it. We talked about the advanced analytics and everything. Like he'd been, the fourth line had been very productive since he came back. Like very productive as a whole line. He got yeah. a boost when he came back. It, it really does suck, man. I feel for him. But then the, the waving of Danny to Kaiser really kind of struck us. Um, now it shouldn't really surprise us too much. He did get sent down to the Grand Rapids Griffins on his birthday, dog. On his birthday, <laughs> happy 32nd birthday, Danny Kaiser. On his birthday, and like you had to because if if uh the, the corresponding roster moves wouldn't have taken effect officially, uh, bef- technically they wouldn't have been allowed to like have played and all the corresponding moves, but they didn't do it today. But like on his birthday, on his birthday, come on. Well, they had to wait. So they sent Joe Valeno down yesterday because they had to wait till today to put Carter, Carter Rowney on the IR. And then they brought him back up. And then they still had to send somebody back down. So they waved to Kaiser. Let's be honest. No one's picking up Danny DeKaiser on a $5 million contract. And he can, he's like not the player he once he's was clearly dealing with injuries. Guaranteed so not getting picked up. He did get sent down to the Griffins twice last year, found his way back up. And so the question I really have for you, is is this the end of the line for Danny DeKaiser, or do you think we'll see him again this season? Yeah, it's a tough one, man. Um, it it really is a tough one to me because I could one hundred percent see and understand him. No one picks him up. They they send him down to to GR, and him just looking around and going, you know what? If I'm going to spend the rest of the season down in the A, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my career. I, I, I made, I made, made a bag, and and I don't, I, I don't need to finish off. Did. 
I don't need my ride off into the sunset to be in the AHL. Like I, I'm good on that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang him up. If you know, wait until the waiver process ends. Guarantee that no one's gonna pick him up, and then just go. You know what? Uh, I'm good on that, boys. I'm uh I'm I'm gonna hang him up. I'll, I'll catch you on the flip side. Like I I I would I could see it, and I very justifiable. You could very much understand where he's coming from with that. Yeah. Um, so- but like you said, at the same time, he kind of went up and down a few times last year. And we've seen injury problems, you know, on this team prevalently. We just talked about Rowney. Uh, and the defense with him, you know, if he gets sent down, the, the defense would be just big enough to, to have six and or, or seven, I guess. But I don't know. I, I could see. I, I could see either one, but I, I would very much understand if he just hung him up after they told him, you know what, we're going to send you down. Yeah, I don't. So here's the here's the big thing for me. On this current roster, he, especially with the pickup of uh, Ole Ulevi, he is currently odd man out. He just doesn't have a spot on the roster anymore, and that's nothing against him. It's just that's the state. That's the truth. He just yep. is. He's been underperforming all season long due to a myriad of injuries. It sucks to see. I, I nice said it word in my play tweet. there. Nice word choice. What did I do? Good. I don't even no, know. No, your word choice was good. I was just complimenting oh, you. Thank, thank you. That thank sentence you. was structured very well. I'm a writer. He's a writer. Uh, yeah, he's been underperforming his contract. Uh, <laughs> but in all reality, I've been a huge Danny Kaiser fan since his debut in 2013. I wrote a long tweet about it. Like, it's 100% the right move. I understand it but it is definitely not something I'm happy about. There are people on Twitter who are celebrating the waving of Danny Kaiser. I'm not. This isn't where how I wanted his career to go. It's similar similar to how I felt when with the Johan Franzen situation, even Justin Ablicator to a degree. These are guys who had People forget starts. the last year of Abby. People yeah, forget no the goals. last year of Abby and 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 well, I think people everybody remembers how how poorly it went, but people forget how much he was he was just crapped on by the fan base man and these are people these are people who are just trying to play the game that they love and i i will always sympathize with that to a certain degree and it's it's just tough because i know he's going out there and he's trying his best but this is 100 the move i i agree with and it's hard to see a player that had a lot of potential because of injuries especially not be able to li- you know live up to that potential but you know this is the move that needed to be made now here's the thing though on this current roster, like I said, he's not going to come back up. But the trade deadline is two weeks away. And if Nick Letty and Troy Stetcher get offloaded, there becomes a window for Danny DeKaiser to get called back up. Because who are the guys that you're going to call back up? DeKaiser, Dan Renouf. Those are your top two candidates. Because I don't think there's anyone on the Griffins right now. Dan Renouf, you say? Dan, I said Dan Renouf. He's playing again down on the Griffins. But... Those, those are the two guys down there that I hate you so much. <laughs> so he's doing his little cocky stuff. Um, those are the two guys down there in Grand Rapids that are going to be first call, regardless of playing ability. Danny DeKaiser is just a, a 31-year-old veteran, 32-year-old veteran now. Uh, that's it's going to be first call. And so while I basically, as I'm starting to ramble, summarize it, if there's no trades made at the trade deadline to offload any contracts, he stays down in Grand Rapids, but I think the window would be open for him to come back if they offload a couple of bodies. For sure. And I, I think 
Man, like maybe he stays down there until the deadline, and then if if like if Letty isn't moved, maybe then he hangs him up. I I just maybe maybe it's because I too I I really do love DDK. I I I love him, man, and and so maybe it's just me not wanting to have the last two months of his professional hockey career most likely be in the AHL, but like. I don't know. I, I don't know. And, and and that, I mean, with all those moves and, and with him now going down to GR and everything, now we have Valeno. We talk about people coming back up. Valeno comes back up, sadly, at the expense of Rowney. We already talked about that. Kind of feel bad for the kid. But uh, I think there's a general consensus that Jacob Verana is coming back. Yeah, so if you guys didn't catch it when I was teasing, talking about the transactions moved made earlier, the Red Wings still cleared up one extra roster spot with all the moves they made on Monday by putting Carter Rowney on IR and sending Danny DeKaiser, well, assuming DeKaiser clears waivers and goes down. Either way, he's going to be in Grand Rapids or on a different hockey team. That's two roster spots. They called a Vlano. Now there's one roster spot remaining. So the expectation is that Jacob Vrana is going to play in tomorrow's hockey game or tonight's hockey game against the um, Arizona Coyotes. And uh, I'm pretty sure I saw him practicing on the second line, and we're going to definitely be talking about that when we preview the game. Yeah. But so the lines were Larkin, Raymond, Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi back on the top line. They put Vrana on the second line because he's a top six forward. Makes sense. Put him with Suter. And Fabry. Zadina was not on the third line. Zadina was on the fourth line at practice. And uh, that got me thinking. And we'd already been kind of thinking about it's it. It's always dangerous. It is dangerous. Steam's coming out of my ears. And Brian's thinking. Holy. The cogs are turning. <laughs> uh, maybe it is time for a change of scenery for Philip Sedina. And we'll talk about that as the trade deadline approaches. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about betonline.net. Football might be over, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college troops from the latest odds totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land. Betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Betonline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Betonline. .net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC, and just pretty much any sport you guys can imagine. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Whoa. Yeah. Bet online. You're not getting past. You're not getting through <laughs> I'm that. Trying to blow past you. So, Scotty. Brian. Scotty. Brian. <laughs> Philip Zadina, fourth line. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that that is or isn't an impl? Do you think it has? I don't even know how to word this. Do you think that that is at all potentially correlated to his future with the team? No, no. I'll use that as a tease. No, I don't think it is. No, I um, mean like it's it's a damn good tease, brother. But like the I I, I just. I think it's. I think if you were if trying, you're on if you're on the bird app, you see people talk a lot, 
And and that was definitely one of the things that was flying around there. I think if you're trying to move Zadina, you're putting him on top line minutes to give him the most time to showcase him. Um, but there is definitely a conversation to be had about whether or not Philip Zadina needs a change of scenery. He is an enormous enigma. We've talked about him throughout the season, and he is polarizing in the fact that in, let's see, I got a tab over. In 54 games played so far this season, he has nine points. He's got four goals and a total of five assists. That is not very good for a guy who's sixth overall. Expectations were set when he said, I'm going to fill the pucks with nets or fill the net with pucks. I'm going to fill the pucks with some nets, baby. Yeehaw! Man, am I wonderful at my job. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> So on the surface, you're like, yeah, he's not living up to expectations. And he's been everywhere in the lineup. He's been fourth line. He's been third line. He's been second line. He's been top line. He's been scratched. And yet, no matter where he goes, he can't seem to get the engine running point production-wise. But then you begin to look at the advanced analytics. And I came across this the other day, just you know, messing around, trying to learn some things. Phil Zadina has a goals for percentage, expected goals for percentage, of 47.65, which you want that number to be above 50. So on the surface, that doesn't seem all that impressive, but you have to keep in mind that the Detroit Red Wings as a whole, their expected goals for percentage as a team is below 50 because they're just not that great of a team this year, much better than they have been, but overall not that great still, below 500 hockey team. If you were to transfer that and change that to his expected goals for percentage relative to his teammates, you would click clearly quickly see that he is sixth on the team with an expected goals for percentage relative to his teammates of 2.14. So when he is on the ice, he is helping generate 2.14 more quality shots than when he is off the ice. He is a positive impact on the ice versus off the ice. In 636 minutes played so far this season, 54 games. And really, when I say he's sixth on the team, he's really honestly fourth on the team because the one and two on there is Riley Barber and Dan Renouf, who have played two and four games uh, respectively. So he's not sixth. So he's more like fourth if you want to filter by minutes. Yeah, we, that, we're, not, we're, yeah we're, not, we're not counting We're not that. counting Barber and Renouf. So he's well, fourth on the he's team. he's fifth. We'll count Dan Renouf. All right. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. But so he's fourth on the team. He's fourth. Yes. And even when you were looking at just the goals for uh, expected goals for percentage, not relative, which the 48 or whatever I said, he's still eighth on the team. So his possession stats say that he is a positive impact on this team, regardless of where you put him in the lineup. He's helping produce quality scoring chances when he is on the ice, not just any shots, not like he's taking shots from along the boards. He is helping either directly or indirectly produce scoring opportunities, but he's just not finding the back of the net. He's just not directly involved in the the puck that goes in the net. So what is Philip Zadina? Is it just the case of maybe he needs a change of scenery? Does he need a change of scenery, Scotty, to finally become the player that the advanced analytics say he could be? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. No one can get into the mind of Philip Zadina and, and know if he needs a change of scenery for his own sake. I 
don't I'm not ready for the change of scenery yet. I'm 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 not there. I, I want at this point we're in too deep. Gots to see it through, my boy. We, we're we're in too deep. I I I there is evidence as we have just gone over of him being a productive player. And it's just it, it's so frustrating. And and it's frustrating for, for the entire fan base. I'm sure it's frustrating for the front office. And more than anybody, I'm sure it's frustrating for Philip Zadina. Yeah. He is just – and this is going to sound very, like, matter-of-fact, Captain Obvious, but he, he is just a little bit of goal scoring away from being a wildly productive player. That's it. That's, that's all that stands in his way. We've seen we've seen steps taken on defense from him this year. We've seen we now see the possession metrics are some of the best on the team. Not a great team, but they're some of the best on the team. I well, I I, I want to see it through, and I personally, whether you think he needs it to be better or not, is 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 subjective. I I I, I don't I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not ready for it. Yeah, no, I I agree. I don't want to see Phillips Zadina get traded, but if it's another Anthony Mantha situation where, and now, first of all, it, comparing Apple to oranges there when you're comparing him to Apple, Anthony Mantha, so it's probably unfair for me to even say that. I'm going to take that Comparing him to Apple. And what I, comparing him to Anthony Mantha. You leave said, me alone, no, Scotty. No, 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 you said, <laughs> you said you're comparing apples to oranges when you're comparing him to Apple. <laughs> clip that um he's still an rfa he's waiver exempt still that's how few games in the nhl he has still managed to play um he's only making eight hundred ninety four thousand dollars a year but that also makes him a very alluring trade target from that standpoint and rfa with a only paying getting paid eight hundred ninety four thousand dollars a year who's also waiver exempt you could get a lot in return for a guy who still has a high ceiling but also positive metrics the guys he's behind, by the way, on the on the on that list I lo- t- talked about was Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, and Tyler Bertuzzi, and, the three best forwards on the team. He's the fourth best forward on the team, possession possession metric wise, and those numbers were only at five on five. I only told you the five on five numbers because that's the power play and penalty kill tends to skew them one way or the other because he only plays power play. If, I, if you were to look at all strengths, if you were to hit submit. And it tells you all strengths. <laughs> and you wait for the web page to load. Okay, here we go. He's even higher on that list. He is at. Oh, that's relative. Drum roll, roll please. Yeah, seriously, drum roll, please. Sorry, guys. Sorry. So you have Philip Sedina, who's a hockey player. So and... he... <laughs> I'm good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> so his relative, he's still fourth on that list at now 8.23 quality shots for a game. And then if you were to look at his overall, just his counts, his just expected goals for percentage in general at all strengths, drum roll, please. He's a he now player. moves up to third on the team with an expected Top goals three. for percentage of 52.86. Top now three again, on the team. you filter that by five on five, typically because he only plays power play. So that skews it because obviously possession metrics are going to look really good on the power play and look really bad on the penalty kill. But 
if you were to trade a guy like Philip Zadina, because that's what we're talking about in the end. We're not just talking about how polarizing he is. What could you realistically ask for him? I, I mean, it better be a lot. Like, I, I, I mean, what, what you think you could, you better get a, a, a bag, brother. Like, you, there's no, you, you're trading a dude that's still what, 21? Under team control, yeah. 20, 21, 22 years old, and it is still under team control, and was your sixth overall pick. And and was projected to be higher than that on draft night and fell to you, and, and now we're we're learning has has well we're uh, I'm learning has <laughs> great possession metrics and and all that like there's just you 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 better get you better get a, a Manta esque return for that I I mean for real you, yeah. you there's there's no there's there's no ex- you don't trade him, man. Like at, at the end of the day, what, what you, you if you're going to, you better get something big. But even that, I'm I'm good, man. So I'm, I don't know I'm, if it would I'm be good. to the gravity of what Manta got, because again, uh, you're comparing uh, Veron, you're comparing right uh, Zidina to apples in this situation. <laughs> um, the reason I would say not Manta ask is because Manta was on a longer contract. He had no, just signed an extension. Agreed. So, I'm saying for for yes, get justified to me. And anything less than that, I would be upset with. And you're not going to get that. You're it's got to be that either... is not the correct value. Uh, another team is not going to value him like that. So because your uh, our value, the ceiling for us is still high enough. He could still become a good enough player that it does not justify, in my eyes, trading him for something that's going to be less than what you got for Manta. That's what I'm trying to say. I agree with you, um, but for the sake of the argument, I will say that if you were to trade Philip Zadina, you should accept no less than a first-round pick or a comparable player, because at the, so either well, yeah, a first-round sure. pick or you know the Jacob Verana version of Philip Zadina, like last year we traded Manta sure. for Verana, they're comparable players, something like that for Zadina. The reason I'm saying that is because you're at the point in the rebuild, you don't really want to take a risk. On, and I would almost rather have a comparable player at this point than a first round draft fix. I don't want to spend another five years developing a player Correct. who, you know, we're not, we're not at getting that to point the point. The yeah. This team is getting to the point where they're ready to compete sooner rather than later. I would want a comparable player, a player who would also maybe need a change of scenery in order to compete. Basically again, Mantha for Verona, just without the picks this time. Sure. Just and, the extra picks. Right. And like I said, you're, I, I fully understand that you're, you're not going to get, that type of return. I'm just saying to, for it to be justifiable in my eyes, I'm, I I'm still far from ready to give up on the kid. Oh, so and, am I. And, and I, so because of that, because that you would guaranteed be getting less than what you got for Mantha, because no other team is going to value him as, that, that highly, you might as well just hold on to him and see what you got. Well, that's the thing that's going to hurt you too, is you're going to try. If you, if you do think, okay, we need to get Zadina out of here. He's not performing. And he needs a change of scenery. Anytime you pick up the phone and try to call someone, the first thing the other uh, NHL GM is going to say is he's only got six points or whatever it is and nine points in 53 games played. Why does he deserve a first round pick? And you can spew out the advanced metrics, but in the end, it's going to be those numbers that they're going to keep going back to because they are black and white. 
Yes. Those are the black and white numbers, and you've played him everywhere in the lineup. So I don't know if there's going to be a market for Philip Zadina unless you're trading him to a team that has time to spare to try and make him a reclamation project. In which case, you know, you're looking at a team that's not look. I don't know. It, it'd be really difficult, I think, to trade Philip Zadina. And I don't want to trade Philip Zadina. I think there's still time to get him going. He again, we've talked about it throughout. This is his first full NHL season. I just said he is still waiver exempt, Scotty. That's how still how few games in the NHL he has still played. I agree with everything you said, brother. All right, cool. We're not trading Philip Zadina. There you go. Settled on that. Uh, But he still is on the fourth line, and that does have implications to this game that's coming up uh, tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. And we're going to preview that game. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about RockAuto.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you ever you need. Oh my lord, Winder often. I'm not cutting this. Winder often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to RockAuto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from the chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find their solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked down in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com. Dot com. Ooh, oh, not my best one, Scotty. Not my best work. But we no, made it dude, through. you killed that. Thank you, buddy. Uh, you're my hype man. You're my number one fan. Always, baby. Always. I'm, your, I'm like your number five or six fan, probably. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so the Red Wings play the Arizona Coyotes tonight. This is the second of two matchups between the two teams. Uh, yeah, the last time these two teams played, we don't want to talk about that. The Red Wings lost in overtime. What a game. Not great. You lost the worst team in the league. And they, and guys, they are the worst team in the league. Uh, 16, 35 and four is their record. They're eighth in the central division. They have six. Montreal is challenging. You're right. Montreal is definitely challenging. But we've lost to them a couple of times this year, too. <laughs> Three of the four, I think. Or do we still have one more matchup with them this season? I, I think, can't I think it's. I think it's two of three. Yeah, not good. Uh, not great, Bob. They like have Bob. the second worst penalty percentage in the league at 73.7%. Only, uh, only team worse is the Vancouver Canucks. They have the worst power play in the league at 12.6%. So they are not a good hockey team. In fact, they, they have much a worse power play than us. They have a worse power play. The Red Wings power play is sixth worst in the league. There are five wow. teams with worse power taking, plays in the Red taking Wings. Taking steps up, man. Yeah, the Coyotes, Canadians, Flyers, Kraken, and Kings all have worse power plays than the Detroit Red Wings. And I, I find that so what hard to believe because we watch this. The Kings one is surprising to me, honestly. Yeah. The other ones aren't. The Kings one is. I this, Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, this this Arizona Coyotes team, for lack of a better term, stinks. Yeah, they so stink. it'll be a close game for no reason, <laughs> for sure. Um, well, this, you know, no, go ahead, sorry. 
No, no, no. I was just going to say these are the kind of games that players like Phillips Adina and and it's a great game for Jacob Verona to come back in. Like these are the kind of games that uh, people who are struggling or coming off injury or want to get back on Friday. Like these are the games that that they go out there and they show out in. And th- th- that's what these games are, are for. That's what players on good teams do. They, they take advantage and, and good teams beat bad teams. That's how it works. And, but the, the individual player performances are, are so important again to, you know, you can, you can write a wrong. You, you've been struggling lately. These are the kind of games you can, you can get back up on. And, and uh, back on what? that's, I already said it, brother, you missed uh. it. Uh, but that's uh, but well, for real. I mean, that's that's the the that should be besides winning. That should be the goal going into this game. Get some, uh, get some some confidence back in maybe you know Joe Valeno types or or Zadina or um or or you know Verona coming off injury. Ned having another good game like these are or Grice if you want to try and improve his trade market. Maybe you go Grice like. These are these are what these games are for at this point in the season. Yeah, they uh, they need this one, Scotty. Um, we talked about how the playoff odds; it is what it is. But you just got He's through a really tough stretch, and you have more tough games ahead of you. This is your breather, and obviously, you never take any hockey game lightly. But this is a team that's down bad this season, and you need a win after two rough back-to-back losses in Florida. You got barely squeaked by the Carolina Hurricanes and had a rough loss before that. This is a win that you desperately need to have, and you have to show up and show out, especially if this is Verona's first game back, because now your forward depth is probably the best it's ever been. If Verona does indeed play. Now, we've been kind of working on the assumption he is playing tonight. We don't 100% have confirmation that's true yet, so he could still not play. But if he plays, your forward depth is the best it's ever been. Phil sitting on the fourth line sucks, but also, holy hell, that makes the fourth line really freaking good. Love. Yeah, and and you already have you you already had some depth down there with uh, with we we went through a period at the middle of the season when there were a lot of injuries, and you've already had some of those guys come back. You you you've had Valeno up even with people coming back off injury. You you've had good seasons from Vlad and stuff like we've already had a, a big step up in our depth this season. And Verona coming back, like you said, makes it easily the 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 deepest offense we have had this entire season. And the defense, honestly, kind of addition by subtraction. I mean, Danny DeKaiser being waived, you take a guy, a reclamation project like Ole Ue Levy, um, and until I hear otherwise, that's how I'm pronouncing his name, uh, until Mickey Redmond and Ken Daniels pronounce it, that's how I'm pronouncing it. Um, you know, he's a reclamation project. He hasn't been that great in his season and a half or really not even a season and a half, like three quarters of a season total. I'm pumped to see him too. I'm pumped to see what he can bring. I mean, he's injury prone. He hasn't been that great in his, you know, one and a half seasons that he's played in the NHL, but he, you know, that's still an improvement on this defensive court. Correct. It it can't be worse than, than, than we, we, you don't have to say it. We know what we had. (laughs) Um, and now you're gonna you're basically guaranteed Nadelkovich in net. So your roster's already stronger for the to the game tonight. So you're thinking win, but before you you can't you're thinking win, but you can't guarantee a win in hockey. What is your X factor in this game? 
is it cheating if I just say Jacob Verano? <laughs> no, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I, I mean, like that. Say it. I, I I don't I don't know if. Hopefully, this is a game where you don't need an X factor in a good way. Hopefully, this is just a pummel. You know what I'm saying? Like, ho- best case scenario is is one player is not the deciding factor in a game like this. This is just you are you are a a comfortably a better team than the team that you were lining up against. Hopefully, you just go in there and get the job done. Uh, but but with I mean we're breaking up Guelph if Verona is online too. Uh, Bert's gonna be back at the top. So, you know, oh, there's no. gonna be, there's go, right. There's gonna be a lot of of players that, uh, you know, Zadina, like we've been talking about on four. Like, th- there's gonna be players that are playing with line mates that they maybe haven't played with in a while. So, I think to to kind of calm that possible chaos, Verona goes out there and and has a good first game back. Then that's all she wrote. It should be a fine night. I'm going to go with uh, the new guy. I'm going to go with uh, Ole Ulevi, assuming he plays in this game and it doesn't end up being I think a you strat. just like flexing that you can say his first and last name. Let's you go! never, you never, You never just say his last it, name. You it's honestly really name. fun to say. <laughs> like once you learn how to say it, it's a really fun name to say. It just kind of flows off the tongue. But I'm going to go with him, assuming he's not a healthy scratch and he does play in this game. Um, I think he's going to be the, my X factor. New guy, new team, has something to prove. I think he might not be like an amazing, you know, go out there, score a goal or anything, but I think he'll be solid on the back end and help shore up that defense that needs it. Also, uh, honorable mention, Alex Adelkovich, after two bounce back games, probably going to get the start in this one, going to carry things. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be Grice to advertise, but I, I, I think it's going to be that. I mean, after that game he had just had, I don't know if you want to do that. Well, that's I, the point. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hey, hey, oh, well, yeah, two games ago we got rinsed, but his most recent game. Against the Coyotes. Yeah, you don't mention the Coyotes, but <laughs> you say his most recent game. Uh, any final thoughts, Scotty? Um, being a nerd is dope, and we ball. We absolutely ball. We're back with a new episode tomorrow. Game recap episode. Those are always fun. Uh, same time, same place. It's your team every single day. Every damn day, baby.